Hey everyone, welcome to Turnbuckle Boogie. I am Timothy Styles. In just a moment, uh, after the intro, I'll be joined by professional wrestler Cutthroat Cody Hancock. Uh, I quickly want to mention before I get the show started that if you care to support the show, a good way to do it would be by going to turnbuckleboogie.com, clicking on the gimmick table, and there you can purchase a t-shirt uh, or uh, uh, any one of two different styles of hoodies. If you're into pullover or zip up, they're both there. That's good news for you. Also, I want to mention that regular contributor of the show, James Mattern, um, has a new podcast. It's called Thanks for Coming Out, and I encourage you to check it out. He co-hosts it with Shuli Agar, formerly of The Howard Stern Show. Episode one is available on all podcasting platforms and uh, is starring my favorite working comedian today, Mark Norman. Check it out. Now, let's boogie. Hey, what's up with Ali? <laughs> I didn't have a, a, a sweet uh, transition into wrestling related things, but I'll, I'll tell you this week, I'm in a pretty good mood today, which is nice. But this week I, uh, I, uh, I had that feeling that I do every now and then where I go, Oh no, am I an asshole? Because I realized like whatever most people in professional wrestling, uh, however they express themselves about any given topic. Sometimes I feel like, Oh, I'm the exact opposite. So whenever you're the outlier, you know, so, um, <clears throat> Ali, uh, who's a professional wrestler for the WWE, you Mustafa know, Ali. yeah, Mustafa yes. Ali, although they cut it down to Ali. Did they not? I don't know if they shortened his name to just Ali, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Well, I'll just give credit. I mean, this news has been going on for a couple of couple of weeks. Um, uh, basically, he he asked for his release on either Instagram or Twitter. It was Twitter. Yeah, he basically he. If I remember correctly, he said, "There's to paraphrase. It was something along the line of there's there's." something that I uh, want to do a message he cares to spread and he can't do it in his current situation. So he's, he's asking for his release and everyone uh, you know, and of course the WWE has let go of uh, seemingly 300 people over the last two years uh, uh, unceremoniously, mind you. Um, <laughs> but him, they're going to keep around, uh, but not even put on TV. So the point I'm getting at is everyone is like, oh, WWE's the worst for you know a million different reasons, and they've started this hashtag free Ali. Uh, My opinion is quite the opposite. Fuck Ali because that was the dumbest move ever. Well, I mean, there's more. There's definitely a lot more information than anybody actually knows about. Of course. Um, Apparently, if we're going to talk about like the dirt sheets and things like that is that 
he was supposed to be pushed. They had to take the push away because he got injured. He got put into a faction that they didn't know what to do with. And then they had members of the faction uh, go on to uh, do barnyard animal promos that we actually recited on air before. Oh yeah. Uh, the retribution. It, 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 yep. And then past that, apparently uh, Vince McMahon had made one more pitch to Ali and Ali was very apprehensive to said pitch. And he decided to publicly say what he said. And for me, um, because I've been in situations where I've had to kind of get on a, uh, uh, on a soapbox and just kind of be like, Hey, uh, this is dumb as shit and I'm not going to tolerate this. And if you don't figure it out, then I walk, I I've been in a situation like that before. And in the long run, it did work out for me in a very big way. And it actually kind of served as a catalyst in order to get me from not being paid to being paid. Mm -hmm. And so I can be a little bit sympathetic to Ali. Now, granted, I think that it's a private matter. Mm -hmm. And when you, but that's not how he treated it is the problem. Not at all. Yeah. And it's hard. Uh, By the way, I have nothing against this guy besides the fact that he's sort of a, fairly generic character i mean since his inception when he came in in that cruiserweight classic and then eventually he was like you know just wearing all the iron man fucking lights and shit it's like all right i'm i i don't care about this character at all but i don't think it's for my particular demographic so it's it's there's no love lost there you know what i mean the the, the shame is is that he's incredibly talented Sure. As a wrestler. And I mean, uh, admittingly, everyone, pretty much every one of F- FSW is kind of lifting the spots that he's posting on the internet, um, which is very lucha centric, but it also has a European flair to it. He's a, he's a tremendous wrestler. And I mean, that's the one thing that, you know, it's, they sell you the dream, right? Like the dream, the dream is to work for WWE, but subconsciously the dream isn't just necessarily to work for WWE. The dream is to wrestle for WWE. And if you get signed to a contract and they kind of put you on couch purgatory, you know, like Mustafa Ali has been relegated to having some amazing wrestling matches in a warehouse with wrestling students that he's been able to kind of put on the internet for people to digest and stuff, man. Like that's, I think that anyone that's going through a situation like that is not going to be in the right frame of mind. Like I wouldn't be in the right frame of mind if I got hired by WWE tomorrow. And then out of, out of nowhere, they're like, Hey, you know, we're going to have to repackage you. And then just wait a few months, wait a few months for what I'm a fucking wrestler. I want to wrestle. So I can imagine that his headspace is probably not the best. Oh, without question. But here's the, just the fact. I thought it was absolutely stupid knowing what we know now in expressing this on a public forum. You're not going to make any progress because if they go, all right, 
then that, all they do is open the doors for everyone else who wants to peace out. And they can't have that. Right. Well, on, the there, other, the, on the other hand, he could have just fucking quit. Yes. And that's the thing, too, is, is that there was another wrestler that I was going to mention. There was a female wrestler that she just took her ball and went home. I just can't remember what her name was, but it was fairly recent. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that was probably the move to do. Um, but even at the same time, like talking about the Mickey James situation, right? Mickey James, um, she gets hired by WWE and then fired. And then they sent back her personal belongings in a garbage bag. And then at that point, she posted the picture of the garbage bag and the piece of paper that had her name on it and said, thank you so much for the care package, WWE. Right. And that actually kind of set fire to the internet for a hot second. And then all of a sudden she's in the Royal Rumble. So sometimes <clears throat> whether well, I that agree, was a fucking stupid move on behalf of their, um, what was it? Canyon semen or somebody? No, it yeah. was the other, it was the other guy, uh, whose name escapes me, but it was a, a foolish move to take her belongings that were left over and put them in a garbage bag, I guess. You know, because everything I've read about that, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H have both said, hey, look, we let go of that person because we agree with you, even though it's really just fucking you can find symbols in anything if you want. Hey, my stuff's in a garbage bag. I'm trash. But I don't think there was any ill will there. She did a lot of business for them over the years. It's just that they had nothing for her. Although there's, right. it raises another interesting point on how women in their uh, 40s are uh, not as valuable as men in their 40s over there. Right. Well, and regardless is, is that there was a public outcry, right? And unfortunately, <clears throat> once again, I'm, I, I've seen the advantages to vocalizing your disapproval of your situation in a public forum. I I've seen the advantages and I've seen people that have lied through it as well. Right. I've seen people that have really like created chaos for no good reason. Other than the fact is they want to cause shit. And then I've seen people that have actually had a legitimate complaint to state. And I've seen progress made sometimes when people are vocal. And the only thing that I hope for, Mustafa Ali is, is that whatever the end outcome is, I want him to be able to wrestle. That's the only thing I care about for him. Cause I know that's the only thing he cares about for himself. Well, so, oh, oh, but he, but he <laughs> fucked himself because of his approach. Right. I well, mean, that, that's what it is. He, he could have went to them. I won't say like a man, I'll say like a human being, because women have the capacity to do this too. just just respectfully go to them and say, hey, look, I'm not happy here anymore or whatever that whatever your issue is. I think if you could approach it from that matter, you have a much better chance of success than raising the ire of, uh, you know, the IWC. That's a pretty, pretty cheap way of trying to get things done. be, and it'll put them on the defense, you know, well, be like, cause that's what they've done. They've, they've said, no, that's not how we do business. So you could sit at home and collect fucking checks, which by the way, 
what a fucking penalty that is. The guy's probably making six figures, not doing shit. Right. And then that's another thing too, though, is that, like I said, for me, I'm definitely on the other side of the fence on this because we don't know the information before he made that message. What if he tried to do that Mm -hmm. and then they shut that down and out of everyone else, right? Imagine being the only person that wants to be voted off the island when all of your friends are being voted off the island. And then you're like, hey, I can go too. And they're like, no, no, not you. You can't go, right? Like that, you know, there's, there's, I guarantee you there's more information than any of us actually know about. And the information that is out there, like I said, wrestlers are wrestlers. Wrestlers want to wrestle. You know, wrestlers wrestlers don't want to be on a couch. And that's why WWE is no longer the end all be all. That and that's fantastic because people are still able to make money like myself and still wrestle without having to be subjected to Vince McMahon having an idea to give me a really shitty gimmick with a really shitty name and then have to apologize to people or pull it off TV because accidentally connected it to a Nazi. Like, you know, the the company itself, man, I, I can't have sympathy for this company when it treats people the way that it does like i can't and if somebody is going to be vocal about having a problem with that then maybe if everyone screams loud enough they'll be like hey maybe they'll fucking rick flair back off and not poke somebody in the eye afterwards maybe they'll fucking tuck tell and they're like like, well you know maybe we are fucking fucking things up for people so i like i said i'm definitely on the other side of the fence on that one man but i do understand where you're coming from well, what do you think? I'm not criticizing anything. Well, I'm of course. Other, other than his decision to to address it in a public forum. Like, yeah, that's not the right way to do business. I mean, just ask John Huber's ghost if it was a good decision. I mean, he sat. How long do you think it was? Six months, nine months? Yeah. He asked for his release. Not only did they say no, they tacked on nine months to his contract and made him sit even longer. Yeah. And they had every right to, whether you agree with it or not. I certainly don't agree with it, but, but legally they do. Well, here's, 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 here's the real, here's the real dilemma. Okay. Fucking pro wrestlers. They want to get noticed, right? And you can do the slow crawl to the top by running through the Indies or whatever, or, the devil might take interest in you and the devil comes to you and says, I got a deal for you. I'll make you a huge star and you sign it in blood or semen or take your pick of bodily fluids. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> right. Why not throw you? He's a little doo-doo. Yep. Um, but eventually the devil's going to come around and shove a fucking pineapple up your ass. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. Because you signed the contract with your doo-doo. Yes. That's and that's the price that you have to pay, sadly. Now, I'll say this. Now that it's apparent that the WWE has this clause of, oh, they can terminate people anytime, but you can't terminate your own, apparently. Because if you could, he should have just said, hey, look, stop paying me because I'm not going to wrestle for you anymore. 
you know, if, that's it. This contract is over. It worked for CM Punk, but apparently they must have learned from that. And now it's part of people's contracts now. And they can't just go, fuck it, I quit. You know right. what I mean? Since that's the case, then people who are actually interested in wrestling should never sign one of their agreements unless they they have so much stroke that they could say, you can take out that part of the contract. It, one of two things is going to happen. You can take out the clause in the contract that says that you can terminate this agreement at any time, or you can add into the contract that I can also terminate this contract at any time, because this is a two-way relationship. You provide me with a platform and I provide you with talent. Yes. You without me ain't shit and me without you ain't shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a catchweight contest over eight five-minute rounds with the best two or three falls, submissions, or one KO to decide the winner. Introducing in the red corner, Mick McManus. And ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce for the first time since he won the World Lightweight Champion Championship, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Saints. And your referee, Brian Crabtree. So there he is, Johnny Saint, the, the holder of the world lightweight title. There it is, the belt. The famous George Kidd belt that George Kidd of Dundee, Scotland, held for so long, now retired from the wrestling ring. And a tournament was set up, of course, to... There's somebody to get this vacant title. There is the winner. He beat Jim Brakes, two to one, and a couple of weeks ago on television. But he's not in a lightweight bout here this afternoon. Eight five-minute rounds, two falls to decide, and he's taking on the European middleweight champion, Mick McManus. Johnny Saint, world lightweight champion against Mick McManus, European middleweight champion. Of course, Johnny Saint giving away a lot of weight here. A stone and a half exactly. Livingstone Saint, McManus, 12 and a half. For the uninitiated, McManus with the short cropped black hair and the white socks showing above the wrestling boots. In close-ups we will see Johnny Saint's uh, tattoos on his shoulders and forearms. I'm sure that uh, most people now who watch wrestling on television know Johnny Saint and Mike McManus. Brian Crabtree, the referee, and it's McManus going over, already trying a little bit of rule bending. Right, and that and that's something that will be interesting to see because once again, I know, I just really wish I could remember her name because uh, she just said, "Hey, I'm I'm leaving, like I quit." <clears throat> I'm curious to see what's going to come of that. You know, like. Are lawyers be, going to become involved? Uh, I, things I, yeah, of that I doubt nature. it. 
Right. I, I mean, go back and look at <clears throat> how things were settled with CM Punk. Punk right. walked, and then that was it. And there was no repercussions. The 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 lawsuit that happened afterward was kind of unrelated. You know what I mean? For people who don't know, he was then sued by the a doctor who worked for the WWE because of a podcast he did. You could say, oh, that was secretly, a, you know, some sort of thing. But there's no way really to tell. <clears throat> but he walked and there was no legal ramifications for it because how are they going to make you work if you don't want to work? Right. Right. You know? So you could just yep. say, hey, fuck it. I'm done. And tell you what, I'll even honor your stupid 30 or 90 days and chill, and you don't have to pay me. And after that, I'm getting to fucking work because shit ain't working around here. That's for sure. Correct. And that's the thing is, is who knows what's going to happen. We'll see at the end of the uh, the wash cycle. Um, I personally hope that whatever does happen it is in the favor of Ali because I think he's damn talented, you know. Like I've got to give him credit because I've been biting a lot of his shit lately. So cheers to him. I guess. I, I, where does he go? You know what I mean? AEW is um, too bloated at this point. Well, AEW is too bloated, but at the same time where he goes is he goes on the Indies, you know, he ends up making his own schedule. He ends up making his own rates and he ends up being <clears throat> probably welcomed as a hero from the IWC. Right. I you guess, know, but that he only lasts so long. We'll that's see. The, that's the people. That's the part that people don't really ever talk about is, you know, these guys who either get canned from the WWE or or leave. You know, it's it's a big deal. Like, oh, so and so is here. You know, they we're gonna get to see as a bunch of dream matches with, you know, him and Will Ospreay or whoever. You know, after about a year, you stop hearing about Bull Buchanan or what to. Pick a name, you know. Right. And like, like I said, you know, it'll, it'll be fun to see, <clears throat> you know, for me, I think that it's just one of those things that <clears throat> you never really know what the outcome is going to be until it happens. Like, I think that if he went back on the Indies, he would be able to have some credibility. And if he was given the platform to actually perform the way that he is able to, I think that he would be successful. Like I, and especially on an independent level, you know, there's the WWE has pissed off so many people from its employees to its fans that anyone that is willing to say, fuck this company is going to immediately be cheered from people that are upset, jilted, jaded, and done, you know, like, sure. I, I, I think that. I'll tell you what, though. There's two worlds. There's 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 two worlds of that. There's that yeah. world, which, you know, we put a lot of praise into. We're part of it. Yes. But there's, hey, look, I just watched. I watched the the recent Royal Rumble. Uh, that stadium or arena, whatever it was, was full. Was yes, fourteen thousand or forty thousand. I forget. It no, they packed it, it. It was a fucking big number. So right. you can poo-poo the WWE all, all you want, and me too. Uh, guess what? They don't give a shit. Quite honestly, I think that stuff with um, – I think like that Gunther Stark stuff, you know, they could just use 
the million, two million plus IWC, internet wrestling community, as a testing board. Is anything is anything up with this? These fucking goofs will let us know. <laughs> right. And they well, sure did. Hey, yep. this is a Nazi. All right. Cut out the Stark. We can move forward. Good grief. Right. And because I think they, they, they don't, they'll listen, but they don't value the opinion. To a certain extent, they're a little bit right. But ultimately, I mean, their, their ignorance, I find to be uh, offensive. Yes. I mean, <laughs> didn't they just cut Shane McMahon? Cut the owner's well, son. Well, I mean, that's also dirt sheet rumor is, is that he was responsible for booking the men's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And it, um, so the one thing that I don't really understand is because I, I watched both Royal Rumbles too. Um, I actually enjoyed the um, women's Royal Rumble better than the men's Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of nostalgia uh, in there. And I think that it was really cool. Uh, Ivory's um, entrance and elimination. I absolutely loved Stop right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I watched the Royal Rumble. Uh, the men's, uh, you know, whatever. I didn't care. I, I, the only, I was essentially pressured into watching it by uh, James Mattern, uh, weekly contributor on this program. Um, and I said, fine, I'll, I'll watch it, whatever. Hello, Turnbuckle Boogies. This is James Mattern. I'm in the heart of the hoity and the toity. I'm in Dumbo. Yeah, I'm at Dumbo Chris House. Great, yeah. The guy who opened James. I'm viewing it at the but Brooklyn Bridge. Really We're having brunch because I want answers. Yeah. I want more than yeah. eggs, Florentine. So I want to find Shane McMahon and see what the hell's going on. Is he really erratic? Is he really sweaty? Just like 90% of the people here who have trust funds. I want to know who is succeeding Vince McMahon. I want answers. Who is it? Is it Demetra D? Is it Sandra D? Who's taking over for this wonderful company that is in tone deaf and gives people exactly what they want? And if what you want is the same match over and over for 100 years. Also, I just got served a Shirley Temple. And my buddy's kid just got a martini. I think there's some shit going wrong here. All right, turnbuckle boogies. I'm going to go try and find Shane McMahon in the bathroom, apparently. I'll see you guys later. Big turnbuckle boogies. And uh, turns out everything I remembered hating about the WWE still exists. Big shock. And quite honestly, I felt like, haven't I seen this Royal Rumble? Didn't Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar win the last 10 of them? I don't know. It sure feels like it. But but the, the one shining beacon of the entire show is what you just mentioned. Ivory yeah. coming out in the right to censor uh, outfit and berating the girls being picked up by whoever it was. I don't even remember. It doesn't even matter. That person was so forgettable because she was talking into the microphone the entire time, yes. all the way to the ground. Yes. She hits and goes oh, into the <laughs> microphone. I was dying laughing. And I was like, God damn, I, Ivory is the best. I remember liking Right to Censor with uh, Stevie Richards, The Good Father, um, 
And what's crazy is you don't realize it because Ivory apparently is a, a, a vampire. She's 60. Yep. 60 yep. years old. This old lady got my thrown, goodness thrown out yep. of that ring. <laughs> and, and, and she, I, when I was still garbage bag, Cody, right. Mm-hmm. When I was, when I was still overweight, fucking like tucking everything in like Catwoman, Cody, um, and I had a comb over and I looked like an absolute schlub. Uh, there was a CAC that Ivory was at and I was right next to her. And I just said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm thankful for everything that you've done for the industry. My name's Cody. It's very nice to meet you. And then I went to go just leave her alone. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, where are you going? And I'm like, Oh, I just didn't want to bother you. And she's like, you're not bothering me. Just talk to me. And she stayed and hung out with me for a pretty substantial amount of time. And she was one of the sweetest human beings I've ever met in my life. So when I saw her come out and I saw that entire bit, it, it really made my heart warm. Was she the, is she the one that owns the pizza joint? No, that is uh, Victoria. Victoria, who is also someone that I have the opportunity to work with that is also sweet as can be. And which one was in glow? That was ivory, right? I think it, I, I believe it was ivory. Yes. God bless her. She's been around forever. Still looks like a million bucks. What a lovely yes, husband sir. she's got. Yeah. But yeah, she's, she was deserving. And that was a really cool moment. I felt like there was more cool moments in the women's Royal Rumble than there was in the men's. I guess uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, there's a lot more sloppiness in the women's side of things. Good grief. Well, I mean, it, that camera, feel, those camera zoom ins and zoom outs and swerving around that make you sick. They can yeah. only hide so much. I was like, Ooh, some of these I, bitches got two left feet. Well, th- 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 there was some that did perform very well. And at this point, I, you know, who knows, man, like Johnny Knoxville, I had a lot of fun with. I thought Johnny Knoxville's appearance was very, very funny, especially the form he gave AJ Styles. That mm. was that was worth price of a mission alone for me. Yeah, and because it, it, it didn't stink. Yeah, the, the, he hit him. <laughs> he absolutely hit him. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> How did you watch this shit, Mr. I hate WWE and I'm not giving him any more of my money? Well, yeah, I have I have friends that have passwords, sir. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not paying NBC, but you're still watching the product. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're a hypocrite. Yeah, I'm a bad person, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad person. Um, it, it it was something I was interested in. I like I wanted to see how they were going to facilitate, um, Johnny Knoxville specifically. Uh, That's what you were dying to find out. As a matter of fact, yeah, man. Like I, I, look, I'm a huge Jackass fan. Like the this movie comes out tomorrow, and I think I'm gonna go to like a. I'm sure it's at the drive-in, and that's how I like to fucking jam on movies because I don't have to keister in any food. Yep, I just bring it. So uh, I might go to a midnight showing if I can. Um, yeah, man. I have no fucking interest in seeing someone who doesn't wrestle attempt to wrestle for fucking two minutes. I, I, there was something very endearing about all the interviews that he basically did to uh, lead <clears throat> to this. So I, I thought it was funny what he did on his social media. 
where he was photoshopping himself, like kicking Sami Zayn in the face and military pressing Rey Mysterio. Uh, there was something very endearing about it to me. So like I fell hook, line and sinker in that shit. And for the form alone, it was worth it. Second away, round three. Round three, six to go. And McManus leading Johnny Saint, one for Linnell. And Saint coming back a little fast here, and he almost made an equalizer right from the start. But McManus another chance now with a folding press. But Johnny Saint bridging well. It's not the left arm that the referee wants to watch, it's the right arm. fingers to a straight arm left position but he doesn't he drop kicks the arm instead McManus going for the posting McManus not a happy man at this moment he's leading by one fall but he doesn't like those year moves at all Saint knows it and a drop kick shoulder height one public warning also against McManus, remember, in round one. And was that a fist or wasn't it? Referee highly suspicious. Oh, beautifully taken by Johnny Saint. And over the top, but has he got the weight to force his man back? And can he complete the cross press? Two, three, he's got it! The equalizer in the third round. And it just took a minute, 13 seconds to do it. One each. I know everyone likes to say this is like the example of he shouldn't be in the WWE Hall of Fame. They always bring up Drew Carey. And uh, I, I remember that Drew Carey moment where he's in the ring for whatever it was, a couple minutes. And yes. he's in there alone and out comes Kane. He tries to give him a dollar. Somebody else comes in, distracts him, and Drew Carey fucking falls over himself trying to get over the top rope. Yes. Hysterical. I think he gives himself yes. the, the the Enzo Amore bottom rope springboard to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> an unceremonious exit. Well, let's talk about that. Who's the best? Well, I have an answer, but I'll, I'd like to hear yours. Who's the best? celebrity that's ever been involved in professional wrestling in any context pete rose that was my answer <laughs> yeah pete rose the big red and machine down. versus the big red machine he, Carl, yeah charlie hustle don't fuck around this guy comes in and cuts promos on boston like uh they owe money good grief yes, sir and my goodness man like i mean just the bumps that he was taking like and any time it happened, it was just always very, very entertaining. He also sold like he was fucking shot out of a cannon. The yes. one, the littlest thing. He could have just been take one back bump and he, he looked like he'd been fucking murdered. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> God bless Charlie Hustle. Yes. Hey, you know what else is in the news in the past mm, 48 hours? So. Uh, it was revealed 
some days ago uh, that uh, John Moxley was going to have a match on AEW with a recently released Brian Kendrick. Yes, sir. And I think within 24 hours or so, uh, you know how this shit works. Somebody digs through this guy's fucking past and brings up a bunch of salacious shit he said on video and in text form. And it turns out uh, Spanky here is uh, uh, either is or was uh, at least 12 years ago uh, a pretty serious (laughs) conspiracy theorist. Yes. Yes. He, um, yeah. (laughs) And it was enough for Tony Khan to say, hey, we don't agree with this sort of rhetoric. And, uh, He's off the show. We'll figure out a replacement. So, and uh, that's a wrap on old uh, Brian Kendrick, unfortunately. Which I got to tell you, it makes me sad. It, it, uh, it there, there's elements that bum me out about it because you know the interview that they pulled up was from 2011, right? right? You know, and we have definitely passed that, yeah. right? And we're no longer in a world um, where like the public is the judge, jury and executioner now. Right. Sadly. Yeah. And sadly for some situations. And the one thing that I will say is, is let me get this out of the way. Um, I am not into Holocaust denial. Uh, I am also definitely fucking not into reptilian shadow government buddy the smokestacks of auschwitz had did not cast a shadow large enough to make uh, up for the oh my lord yeah. anytime i hear look I, here's what i'll say to anybody who's a conspiracy theorist you know it was fun back in the day when you had that jack off buddy who was like oh jfk was killed by the mob or whatever sort of fantasy scenario everyone has made up for you know the moon landing is not real uh, pretty harmless, you know, uh, it, I guess it's it's fun to think about that shit. But uh, <laughs> meanwhile, there's me, Mr. Logic, looking at you going, what are you, a fucking idiot? But yep. uh, it's it's gotten to a point of craziness where it's like, yo, if you believe this shit, are, you must be mental. Because some yep. of the stuff that comes out, you know, we all laughed however many years ago when flat earth uh, sort of resurfaced, you know, I mean, this is a theory that I still was around before, before Galileo, you know? Uh, So yeah. uh, Were you about ready to bring up AJ Styles? Oh, a fucking A it was like, Daniel, absolutely. Brian Danielson (laughs) calling out AJ Styles for being a flat earther is still, I mean, I've played on this show before. I'll fucking put it in again. Right. (laughs) Here. I have a very slow brain, according to AJ. Mm. I have a cold. I'm kind of dumb right now. Hey, AJ, do you want to talk about how you think the Earth is flat? Do you want to talk about how your feet are flat? They are flat. (laughs) But, like, he legitimately thinks the Earth is flat. I do not think the world is flat. I'm just saying there's some stuff about it. He's a flat flat Earther. So he wants to say that I think slowly. Okay. The the Earth is a sphere. Okay. Axis. Runs on an axis. Okay. Good. I'm not a flat earther. I'm just saying. There's some things about it that make sense. I don't think you can handle it. God damn, it's the funniest (laughs) fucking 
fucking <laughs> clip because you know they were in a locker room together and fucking he was probably reading some or watching some dumb video and Brian Danielson, who's a notorious ball buster, which blows me away because for his size, you know, you would think he would just be kind of a passive aggressive hippy dippy. Now, fuck no, he's a cynical little fucker. I love yep. the fact that he's a ball breaker. And yep. I bet he went... Well, what's this shit about flat earth? Hey, well, it's pretty interesting. I don't think it's flat, but, uh, you know, it raises some interesting questions. And you know, then I'm, he I'm could just, not, I'm just saying that there's some stuff. And he could not <laughs> wait. He could not wait to bring that shit up on air. And yep. you could tell AJ Styles inside is fucking furious. Like, fuck, God damn, this guy is bringing up some shit. Yep. And he stumbles all over himself trying to fucking get out of that little exchange. Oh, it's so funny. But the well, idea that anybody believes any of this shit, it's it's so stupid. I mean, my wife has a couple of friends who she told me a while ago. She goes, oh, I'm going to this party. I go, oh, OK, great. Have fun. She goes, well, you know, so and so and so and so are going to be there. I was like, well, that's great because they're your friend. She goes, they're they've turned into like. QAnon people. And I went, Oh no. I said, that sounds terrible. I, I uh, uh, she's like, Oh, what do I do? And I said, all right, I'll tell you what you do. And by the way, I'll express this to all of you people. Uh, this is a good piece of advice. If you find yourself in conversation with anybody who's into QAnon or hollow earth and lizard people or interdimensional vampires who are pedophiles, Whenever they bring this stuff up, all you got to do is agree. Go, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually they'll run out of steam. You just agree with them the entire time. And then when they're finally done, go, yeah, well, we need to get rid of these fucking werewolves too. And just see what they say. Yep. <laughs> just see if they look at you all weird and go, what? Bam, oh, werewolves? Like, yeah, man, they're out of control. Always getting in my chicken coop. Yeah, and... Because the the, ironically, they'll they'll look at you and go, is this bitch crazy or some shit? Like, yep. I'm crazy. You motherfuckers are believing in interdimensional vampires. And I would totally be into being an interdimensional vampire. I just don't want to fuck kids. You Bro, know, it sounds like, like a great movie idea. And like for me, like the Sandy Hook thing is especially egregious to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I... I've been robbed at gunpoint before. And one time when I was going to visit Elaine, there was a mass shooting that was at the airport. And I was supposed to originally be on the flight where the baggage carousel let off. And that's where the shooting happened. And I had seen um, the aftermath of that. Like by the time I landed the other flight, everything was cleared out, but there was a lot of, heavily armed police officers. And I had overheard somebody say, as I was coming back to Vegas, that, 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 that was a fake shooting and that they were crisis actors. And <laughs> there was not one person there that looked like they were acting. And it was one of the most sombering experiences that I've ever faced. And I could have been shot. I would love and to I know where that concept came from. Crisis actors and fake shoot. Like, because here's the real thing when it comes to conspiracy theorists. It's like, who benefits if this is even true? Any of us. Who benefits if the, the 
fucking moon landing wasn't true. Like, right. haha, I told you. Or who benefits if the earth is actually yeah. flat? Like, ah, I knew it. Like, are you, are, are you betting somebody 20 bucks? Right. <laughs> like, you know, like, what's the end goal? And even the Vegas shooting that happened at the country music festival, mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember everyone was like, there was more than one shooter. Okay. It doesn't change the fact that people got fucking shot and died. I don't fucking care if there was two shooters. I don't care if one was a spaceman. Like, I don't fucking give a shit. What bums me the fuck out is that people actually died, right? And I'm going to grieve the loss of those people. I'm going to go and donate blood. I'm going to go and I'm going to give food. I'm going to go and I'm going to give clothes. And that's what I'm going to focus my time and attention on, right? Was trying to help people during a crisis. And I... Am I saying that I don't think that there's some really wacky shit going on? Absolutely not. Um, I think that we've been being fucked over by a lot of different factors since the beginning of time. Uh Uh-oh, get your tinfoil hat out, folks. Listen, and I'll tell you this much right now. If you can get me into the Illuminati without having to sacrifice a baby and or have sex with it, sign me up. I'll take all the devil money. Sign me up. I got you the wrong birthday present. I need to get you those goat leggings. <laughs> yes. Pagans, people against goodness and normalcy. I'm fucking <laughs> ready. Sign me up. Put me in dragnet. I'll take all the pills. I'll put on the goat skin chaps. I'm ready for this. I, uh, I've, I've, I'm prepared. <laughs> here's, here's a question. Um, uh, part of me feels sorry for these people because there's no nice way to say it. They're just stupid or that, you know, they've been, you know, I heard an interview with John Stewart recently concerning this Joe Rogan, Neil Young sort of stuff. And he, he expressed in it, maybe I'll squeeze some of it into our episode, but he expressed in it that you, you essentially I'm paraphrasing of course, but you essentially can't blame stupid people for misinformation or believing it you almost have to blame the algorithms that they are subjected to because it might start out as something innocent like fake moon landing stuff. And then before you know it, a year later, you're waving the, the fucking fake Sandy hook flag and uh, denying the Holocaust or whatever dumb shit, you know, I almost wonder if this was handled as well as it could have been. You have to engage. Like, how do you not engage with Mm. people? Like, the whole point of engagement is hopefully clarification. Now, you may not get it. It may be a fool's errand, but I will never give up on engagement. And by the way, I'm more worried about the algorithm of misinformation than the purveyor of misinformation. Misinformation will always be out there, but if the algorithm drives people further and further down the rabbit hole, the fucking algorithm is the amplifier and the catalyst of extremism. And if you can, I I would much rather fuck with the algorithm than deplatform and all these other things. You know, he was just told like, well, that's that and you're not in and, you know, go the fuck home, Brian Kendrick. When, you know, you you almost wonder maybe the best thing to do would be like, hey, well, this was 12 years ago. 
maybe we should start with a conversation and go, hey, do you really believe this stuff? Did you or do you now or whatever? And let's have a let's have a conversation about it. And that's ultimately if he would have said this shit yesterday, smack right. him in the fucking nose. Right. Yeah. But the fact that they it, it was an interview from 2011. Like, Who, yeah, who's the why? same? <laughs> right. I'm not the fucking same. I finally cut my hair and I decided to start working out. Like I'm not even the same person. And I've met Brian Kendrick. Brian Kendrick is brilliant. Brian Kendrick is a fantastic wrestler. And I do believe this regardless of us vocalizing me, not agreeing with these opinions or takes Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go as far to say that anyone that believes this stuff is stupid. You are allowed to believe whatever you want to believe. However, the one thing that I have to stress, and especially now more so than ever before, if you really have a hot take about something, talking about it publicly might not be the move. Stick to your buddies and have a tinfoil hat meeting. And yeah, 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 yeah. werewolves. Yeah. And, and then, and then go about your day-to-day life without trying to drag other people into this shit. Because at the end of the day, these people, they just want to be right for the sake of being right. Right. They don't want to be right because with this information, they're going to be able to better themselves or better the world. They don't don't gain any power at all, except to be like, yeah, we told you. And like, it just kind of turns into like, see, I told you. Yeah. Now what? Yeah, now isn't what? that fucked up? Yeah. Okay, now what do we do? You right. know, like and the um it, it it's really a bummer because you know Brian Kendrick's actually overcame a lot of stuff. Like a lot of people don't know, like WWE paid for him to go to anger management classes and stuff like that because he had a really bad anger management problem. Well, that was a big story, not that specifically, but that what he had to overcome that was a big story in that cruiserweight classic is that he had it all. And then he fucking lost it all. And this is, was not over 12 years ago. I'm sure that this guy did a a lot of soul searching and probably really repaired his life. And I'm willing to bet that he probably cut a lot of that dumb shit out Um, because just like all of us, you, you recognize when you're putting poison in your body, whether it's uh, in, um, a, a literal form or a metaphorical one. Yes. You know, I do it all the time and I often talk about it on this show. I recognize when I'm doing, and, and there's something to be said about that much time goes by, you gain that much more wisdom and you realize I was a fucking idiot when I was 25. Yep. You know, absolutely. And that's the thing too, is, is that, you know, people are allowed to make mistakes you know, and granted, the one thing that you hope is, is that they're able to hold themselves accountable and they can learn from them. But I do think that the reason why the world is eating itself right now is because you have a lot of people that make mistakes and they uh, try to deflect accountability and they've tried passing it off and they've tried hiding, ducking, dodging and diving anything other than saying, I am so sorry, I fucked up. I did something bad and I hope you can forgive me for it that I think that the, the correlation of what is transpiring now is because of the people that are not able to hold themselves accountable 
right? And now we're in a situation to where if you can't hold yourself accountable, other people will hold you accountable. Like I said, I would feel a lot better about this, man. If this was even six months ago, right? Mm -hmm. That would have turned into fuck Brian Kendrick, right? This was 10 years ago. I'm not going to say fuck Brian Kendrick because I am 12, 12 years ago, 12 years ago. I have spent time with him. He has done so much for my friends, like the wrestling pro wrestling. He runs out of California and it's a fun little wrestling show where there's characters like Serial Man and Tony the Pizza Boy. And it's just a fun little variety wrestling show. And it's harmless. And he gives people a platform to have fun. And he... I wish that this didn't have to happen. And I hope... Because it it wasn't announced that he was fired from AEW, right? But he's not coming back. Right. You're well, not going to you're not going to see him again. I'm it, it, there's this he he is at the the crescendo of his career and um sadly this <laughs> and because of how Tony Khan handled it in the first place um there's no coming back from it. The, it's just the way that it is and it, in my personal opinion it, it kind of sucks. Like I said it it could have yeah. been a a teachable moment where it's like hey do you do you did you be honest? Did you believe this stuff? Do you believe it now? You know, because if you believe it now, we can't work together. Right. You know, there, there's a reason why AJ Styles goes, I'm not a flat earther because he knows it's fucking stupid. Right. You know, he just has his doubts in his mind, you know, but simpletons have fucking doubts about shit that everyone just knows. You, you almost can't blame them. It's almost it's almost unfair because as time goes on, you get wiser. And I don't care if, you know, AJ Styles was probably fucking 39 when he said that flat earth shit. I'm sure he's wiser now. And because he was fucking publicly humiliated by Brian Danielson, I bet you he's even wiser. Right. Well, all I want to know is, is where was the outcry while Brian Kendrick was signed to WWE? Like who, who really dug this up and took this to task? You know, it's maybe it was internal, you know, and maybe, you know, who knows? Like, but but here's the thing. There's people in their own locker room currently who got skeletons in their closet. I'm not bringing it up because I don't give a shit. I'm not going to judge you by dumb shit. Look, here's the, here's the thing. Eventually we're going to get to a point where, as a society, we go, all right, enough is enough with the Sandy Hook stuff or denying the Holocaust. This is all ridiculous. And all you're doing is pissing off a bunch of people. Knock it off. And we all go, great. We're all done with this stuff. But here's a big question. How far back do you go? Do you include the Bible? Because let's face it, that Old Testament reads like a bunch of Bronze Age fucking children's stories. Pretty weird. I mean, if you think that the Holocaust uh, didn't happen or it's really more like 600 Jews and not 6 million, do you also believe that Noah was 600 years old? Right. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? Like, uh, how, just, how far do, do we got to take this? Because, look, this has been a big thing for me. I told you years ago when Donald Trump became president, I officially had enough. I do not put up with. Um, pseudoscientists 
uh, or excuse me, pseudo-intellectuals and pseudoscience or anti-intellectuals and anti-science. I will call some, someone out if they bring up any dumb horse shit around me because I'm not putting up with that dumb stuff anymore and I don't want people in my vicinity to have to absorb it. <sighs> oh, I, I feel bad for the guy because he was led astray. Yeah. <laughs> and now he gets to pay for it 12 years later. And it's not, you know, you like to bring up the term and I roll my eyes at it often uh, of, you know, being held accountable for their actions. That's fine. I, I, I see it and I understand this is not an action. This is right. someone believing in something stupid. The silence is deafening. <laughs> Yeah, I well, I I didn't know if you were gonna follow that up. This this is this is the disadvantage of not having an in house interview, and I do apologize, but no, man, it's it's one of those things, man. Like this is it's a bummer, but because once again, Brian Kendrick wasn't happy where he was. He got himself out of it, and can you imagine just the relief? of being let go from something that you don't want to be a part of anymore and the excitement of being part of something that you want to be a part of. And then <clears throat> something that you said 12 years ago comes back and then all of a sudden it unceremoniously boots you on the way out. Yeah. Like it, it definitely is. A bummer. It's, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, but sadly we all got to pay the toll, right? Yes, sir. I mean, look, you, uh, would like to be in the public eye. You would like to be a uh, famous or not pro wrestler. You're someone who will be dabbling in celebrity. James Mattern, he's a comedian. You know, um, you too cannot say the things that I say. So I try to keep it as real as possible because I don't give a fuck if no one knows who I am uh, ever. So I right. can <laughs> say I can say the things that sadly. Some people can only think. And, um, you know, I'm sure some people would see me saying these things and go, oh, he's sticking up for a Holocaust denier. But hey, look, I don't I don't give a fuck. You know where I stand on the on the, the facts of the Holocaust. Uh, just fucking keeping it real. Real talk. Yeah. Real talk with Timothy Styles. Uh, I, I, but like, like I said, that's why I paraphrased all of that in the beginning of us talking about this was like, Hey, these are not my views and opinions. Right. And <clears throat> it's sad it, that it's, you have to preface it with uh, a no dumb, uh, no duh comment like that though. It, it does. It is sad, but at nice. the same time, <laughs> what was that? My phone? Oh no, it was my watch. Boy, watch. You've really fucked up our podcast. Be nicer to me, Timothy Styles. Your watch is going to yell at you. <laughs> well i actually could be you know what i wish there so i got this iWatch for uh christmas and um you know after getting it it's like hey there's not a whole lot of apps for this shit which is fine because you know really i needed to do a couple things uh tell me what day it is what time it is and uh operate as a you know play my podcast, audio books, and music. Um, but maybe I should create an app that tells you when you're being a jerk off, because this thing would be <laughs> lighting up for me all fucking day. 
Hey, just uh, let's try to get that patent pending because you, sir, might be able to make a lot of money selling that. Hey, man, you're a real asshole. Beep. You shouldn't say that to other people. Oh, watch. You got me again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The morality app coming to Apple and Android devices soon. Oh, just caught him in the stomach there, and the knee came up badly. And on the ropes. Brian Crabtree insisting on McManus clearing. And he's got a second public warning, I think, for that. Ladies and gentlemen, the second and the final public warning so goes to Mick McManus. With Johnny Saint lying on the deck there in the middle of the ring, McManus beefing like mad, but it's McManus with a second and final public warning there. And Martin Conroy, for some reason, getting into the ring. Johnny Saint nursing his right eye. Let's see what Martin Conroy has Ladies to say. Ladies and gentlemen, Mick McManus is disqualified. McManus out, back to the dressing room for that punch on Saint. And Saint's reaches for his world title belt. McManus complains to everybody, including me, and McManus... And ladies and gentlemen, your winner, Johnny Saint. Johnny Saint has beaten McManus in round four on a disqualification. Not the way he'd like to do it, but he's done it anyway. McManus, on the other hand, beefing still at the referee for disqualifying him, Martin Conroy and everybody. But the net result, the crowd are happy. Johnny Saint has defeated McManus on the disqualification. Hey, did you watch AEW this uh, or Dynamite this past uh, Wednesday? I did not watch all of it, but I did watch the main event <clears throat> for oh. sure. You know what? I got to tell you. So I've watched the past uh, two weeks. It's been really rewarding. You know, I go through these periods where it's like I'm all pro wrestling out and I got to take a break, you know, but every now and then I go, all right, I got to get back into it. I got a fucking pro wrestling podcast, for God's sakes. And uh, uh, the past two weeks have been rather rewarding, man. Um, and this past week in particular was such a good reminder of, hey, don't take advantage um, of the fact that CM Punk is wrestling again, because yeah, that main event, I mean, the whole show was pretty spectacular, but that particular main event, which was CM Punk versus MJF, I think they wrestled for some like 50 minutes. Yep. Good Lord. It was fantastic and fantastic for AEW generally revolve, uh, uh, falls around the sort of indie centric matches where there's a shit ton of near falls and you know, you're going to see 8 billion super kicks and that's fine. There's a place for that, but Christ fucking CM Punk is just doing body slams and, and like generic shit from the eighties, which pops me till no end. Yes. And, and that's the thing is, is that when you actually, get to be quote unquote over you can do whatever you really want to do as long as it makes sense <clears throat> to do so the body slam the rule of three on the body slams <clears throat> and then the payoff with doing the body slam on the ring apron um it would be really hard to tell 
a brand new wrestling student to watch that match and do what they did in that match because they start hot just by kind of playing rock and sock and robots for a little bit. Um, I see uh, young kids on the indies that will literally try to start like that because they're not established with who their characters are and they're not over. They don't get a reaction to that, but for people that are established in their area, uh, for people that have been in the game for a little bit, they need to watch that match because that match was a blueprint on how to build a solid professional wrestling main event, even in a modern day context. There was plenty of callback spots. They kept on trying to go for the same things, but then it resulted in different outcomes. Um, MJF's hill work is absolutely brilliant. Uh, the first finish in the match, you know, like spoilers for anyone. I shouldn't even go into any more detail. Watch the match, like watch the match, take some notes, realize that you won't be able to do this. If you're just showing up to some town that you've never been in before and people don't know who you are, but if you are ever working a main program and if people know who you are and they care about who you are, whether it be uh, face or heel, that match was exceptional. Yeah. You know, um, a couple takeaways. I actually heard a, um, uh, an interview. I was listening to busted open today. Uh, the XM serious show that's hosted by Dave LaGreca. And um, he had MJF's parents on. I don't know if you've had to experience MJF's parents, but these two are fucking great workers as well. Good heard. grief. Have heard. mercy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these two had a, a, a couple of zingers that had me fucking bent over and holding my sides. Uh, fantastic. The other thing is that, you know, it's interesting. As long as I've liked CM Punk, I never really thought that he was a really amazing wrestler. Now, his stuff in Ring of Honor, when he was doing the King's Road jams, you know, the hour-long fiascos with Samoa Joe, where they were stiff as shit and just really yep. taking it to each other. Now, that stuff is brilliant. But by the time he got to the WWE, whether it's by them enforcing their playbook or whatever it was, you know, I found that his um, in-ring moveset to be kind of not that interesting. You know, his five moves of doom, so to speak, were, uh, you know, not all that great. I mean, one of his big comeback shots was he would throw this sort of lame looking crescent kick. It was, and every time he did it, I was, when the person had to sell for it, I always went, oh, that poor bastard. Um, but here's the part. Here's the reason why I like CM Punk, because it's not just the talking, although that's a great benefit. CM Punk, um, throughout his WWE tenure and today, um, is a brilliant, and I mean brilliant, psychologist. Yes, <clears throat> Absolutely. Not to take anything away from what you just said, because I understand it and I recognize it. But look, if you have a young kid who is advanced mentally, I think he could do that. The, the, the trick would be getting people to understand that he knows what he's doing. You know, obviously, he doesn't have the benefit of being able to cut 
promos that people are going to remember. He just has to go out to a ring cold and just start working. So you better have your fucking psychology game on pretty good. Um, so I agree with you to a certain extent, but CM Punk and MJF to give credit, master psychologists. None of them really do any sort of high aerial stuff. There, there, you're not going to see any uh, hyper advanced moves that require too much coordination. You're just going to see a psychological roller coaster take you on a ride. And uh, they did a fucking great job. Honestly, I was watching it while I was uh, doing some painting, a uh, little art project I got going upstairs. And when the match ended the first time, I went, whoa, look at that. Shit's over. And when it kicked off again, I went, holy smokes, where that crowd was coming out of their seats. And yep. I didn't really see a whole lot of moves uh, that you would make a normal AEW crowd come out of their seats. Well, there there was the reverse Hurricane Rana in there, which uh, <clears throat> I really hope that Punk... Uh, that one looked like he nearly killed himself, but he was safe. But that's one of those things. Like I, I've only really done that move once. And the person that is like, Hey, can you do this? And I just kind of stood next to him. I'm like, I'm two inches shorter than you. Yeah, I can do that. Only because I'm two inches shorter than you. Right. right? <clears throat> Whereas if somebody comes up to me, that's five, six and is like, Hey, do this to me. I'm like, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing that because I'm taller than you dummy. Right. <clears throat> so, and I mean, punk, I will say this, that there was a really big criticism of punk when he first came back and they're like, he doesn't look like he can go anymore. I think the ring rust is off of him because he's still hitting his springboard clothesline pretty well. Right. Um, the fact that he is willing to do a reverse hurricane Rana in a match like that and place it. Well, um, you know, he, there's so many correlations between him and John Cena, uh, because John Cena admittingly is also not the smoothest, prettiest wrestler. Like he's not going to be doing uh, front flips out of monkey flips and landing on his feet or awesome. possibly doing a four fifty like Dolph Ziggler. Quick interjection. Um, mm -hmm. John Cena was a smooth worker. John Cena was never out of place. John Cena's ultimate problem, besides his take on baby faces and heels, his ultimate problem was the fact that his two main moves, which is the, the five-finger punch, whatever the fuck that stupid fist drop was. Five-knuckle shuffle. Five-knuckle shuffle. What, what did I say? The five-finger death punch. <laughs> Yes. The five knuckle shuffle and that step over the, the shut the fuck up, whatever it is. The, the, the step the over face lock. Are the, are the STF, yes. Right. Are applied so lousily. Yes. They look like he, he's not doing anything because he's not doing anything. That's right. the problem with John Cena. His two main moves look like nothing. Anyway, carry well, on. I mean, like, I don't even want to bring up the rock sharpshooter, but we'll pass that over. But Wait, man, again, he's not the only one who's misapplied sharpshooters. No, of course. Really? Of fucking course. Bret Hart is, is the even sting for years. 
did that shit wrong. And, you know, whenever he still does it, he does that shit wrong. Cause it's not just a, I bend your back back. It's, Hey, I'm fucking up your shin. Yeah. And that's the, um, once again, the benefit of being over sometimes is that you don't have to make it look like you're killing somebody, but the, uh, the match itself though, like I said, is that there's still elements that a young wrestler can watch. Like the rule of threes exists right? Like the rule of threes, two can sometimes go to three and then three can sometimes go to four, <clears throat> but you can't go five, six, seven, eight, nine, or 10, unless you're doing a 10 punch. Explain and then if you the, want to cap it off, explain the rule of threes to the people. So the rule of threes, uh, CM Punk's body slam. I body slam him once it worked. So I'm going to body slam him again. Boom. And then two can sometimes go to three. I body slam him a third time. Right. Sometimes that can be stopped though, because for instance, if I was wrestling CM Punk, if I ever had the opportunity one day, I would want to reverse the uh, third attempt of the body slam. I would take one, I would take two. And then when it turned into him trying to give me the third, I'd put the brakes on, I'd smash him over the back, and then I would give him the third. Right. That is the rule of threes, is because when you build a pattern in people's head, they're going to expect an outcome. But if you change that outcome, sometimes it can get a really big response. And even sometimes if you just keep the outcome with what they want to go with, it can still garner a good response. Sure. So that's I mean, what gotta, I mean about gotta, the rule of threes. Yeah, you got to establish it. So it's got to be yep. done a handful of times, you know, and yep. there are plenty, you know, uh, Benoit did German suplexes. Uh, yep. Guerrero did. Uh, suplexes the three amigos yeah the three amigos yes sir (laughs) and even look at um that uh knuckle lock um arm crank right the mjf did like he attempted that and he was successful on the first attempt the second attempt he did it off the top rope and then the third attempt it was reversed right so that is playing with the rule of threes. Do you include and people's comebacks in that notion? Typically, sometimes, yeah, for the because, most part. I mean, we can go down the entire, you know, for people who don't know the comeback, you know, maybe you've been losing the whole time. The guy all of a sudden gets fired up. He stands up. Rah! And then John Cena gives one shoulder thrust. Here comes a second yep. one, a third, the spinneroonie. Yep. And then he does that fucking lame five knuckle death punch. Yep. So I I I will say this is that the pattern normally does follow a th- a flow of three. So when I do my comeback, I normally do a right arm clothesline. I do a left arm clothesline. I'll stop the person. I'll hit a combo. I'll do a European uppercut, and then as I go to send them off, I duck my opponent's clothesline and then I meet them back in the center with the Bret Hart heart attack but then I start hockey fighting them so I create a dip in order to build to the bump on the third bump and then after that I pop my titties out hey I just had a hot idea yes I don't think this has ever been done before and if it has I haven't heard of it okay but hey, look, pro wrestlers on the uh, lower indie levels—they don't make a whole lot of money. 
has it occurred to any of them to say, hey, for, you know, this is like what I would used to do there. I used to do this thing as, as a band. I used to say, all right, here's a tip jar. Put it out in front of the band. Mm-hmm. And I'd go, you put your, you write on a, a $5 bill, a song, and we will play that song. Yep. So <laughs> has it ever occurred to you to just put out on Twitter, hey, I'm wrestling tonight. For five bucks, I'll do any move you want. <laughs> yeah. And, and <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit limited. Nagi. Yeah. I'm a little bit limited because in the second that I were to put that on Twitter, someone would like do a 450. I can't do a 450. So then I'm fucked oh, out yeah, of five no. bucks. But, um, <laughs> Mexico is really dope because it's customary in Mexico now that if there's a really good match, they will throw money in the ring. Like that is something that you'll see some American wrestlers when they go to Mexico, Mm -hmm. they'll make a post on Instagram of all the money that was left in the ring for them after the match was done and over with. Mm -hmm. And then they split it between the wrestlers and sometimes the referee. Right. So that it's this is real in some cultures. Boy, it's real stripper behavior. Oh, absolutely. It is. And it's make the, it feel good. I'm essentially a sex worker over here. <laughs> I mean, we are we are basically in underwear, sir. Turnbuckle Boogie is a Diva Looter production and is produced by Timothy Styles and Cody Hancock with web production and music provided by Timothy Styles. For more information, go to turnbuckleboogie.com. And for booking information on Cutthroat Cody Hancock, go to cutthroatcody.com. See you next Monday. <laughs>